Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain name investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, I'll discuss the nine actions to consider before buying domain names. While domain name investing can be a lucrative opportunity, be forewarned that only a small percentage of people in the world, and I'm talking about it is a small percentage. Matter of fact, it doesn't even register as a percentage um, of folks that are full-time domain investors. You know, most folks in the domain industry or in domain investing are part-time or hobbyists at best. But hey, don't let this news stop you. You know, just know that there is more to domain name investing than simply opening a web browser, visiting a domain registrar of your choice or marketplace and hand registering, buying expired domains or buying third party domains. It's more to it than just that, which leads us to the first consideration um, in, in terms of buying domains. So number one is to have a plan. And, you know, with that plan, make sure that you have an end customer in mind. One of the easiest things to do in terms of domain names is get um, addicted or caught up in the buying spree. Um, Everybody likes to buy. One of the hardest things in the domain name investing world is actually um, selling, especially if selling is not, um, I guess you'd say, if it is not your forte or not your cup of tea naturally. Um, it is easier to sit behind a screen and, you know, dream up domain names and see domain names that are ending in auction with only a few and maybe have one or two bids. And you think, oh, man, I can make thousands of dollars off of this and click and buy. It's easy to do that. What's harder uh, or more challenging to do is to be able to purchase that domain and get it into the hands of an end user or end customer. And so with that, you need to have a plan and that plan needs to start and end with the customer in mind. So that's number one. Number two, um, which, you know, kind of number one and two kind of play together, but number two is creating and finding a network of buyers before you even bid or buy. So oftentimes it's a lot easier if you can you can begin to judge. So, for instance, let's take in in case in point here. If you were to go to GoDaddy and you find a domain name that is in auction with like anywhere from seven to 10 days left. What I would say is then if it's based on a given industry, why don't you try to find folks that are within that given industry? Just kind of judge engage and you don't have to tell them what the domain name is you know you can just uh you know use something similar um to it if not uh you know something in a completely different industry um you know in terms of that given domain and so what i always recommend is just to test it out you know put some feelers out there in terms of Find a comparable domain that then you can, you know, test the waters with just to see what type of reaction. Because if, you know, you're getting, you know, no looks at an email or no phone calls returned or people are just straight up telling you, nope, it's not valuable. Then at least you know that before you go out 
and actually invest your time and money. I'd rather know, hey, I can have someone who is going to buy this because the reality is if you can get a domain, especially an expired domain name from anywhere from $100, you know, from zero to $100, um, then what I would say is that that would be money well spent or well invested to know that you have a customer that's willing to, even if it's a quick flip of, you know, 500, anywhere from 500 to a thousand dollars, that's a hundred dollars well spent on the front hand before you even begin to bid or buy that domain, just to know that someone is there and they're willing to purchase. So build up that network of buyers, um, you know, get you some uh, customer relationship management software, CRM software, and literally begin to build your own uh, customer, you know, database uh, of potential buyers. So that's number two. Number three, in regards of the domains, you want to backlink check domains. Oftentimes, that's another selling point that if you can, you know, ensure that a customer is going to likely increase their search marketing effort um, simply through buying a domain and it is a valid uh, backlink profile for a given domain, one that is beneficial in terms of white hat, um, you know, techniques being used to have built that that uh, backlink profile, then, you know, I look at it and I say that is a very, very valuable uh, domain that you will, you know, ultimately want to invest in. Now, that being said, you'll want to use software such as Ahrefs, so A-H-R-E-F-S dot com or SEMrush.com or Moz.com. Now, I use Ahrefs as well as moz.com. Um, I've not used SEM Rush, but I, like I said, I like moz.com and ahrefs.com uh, to check the backlink profiles for given domains that either I'm purchasing for my own company or I'm purchasing, purchasing on the behalf of other companies or to flip to other companies. Uh, and so that's number three, you know, use that software to your advantage to be able to to tell whether or not a domain is going to be worth your while to invest in. Number four, uh, which is critical, oftentimes is to check the ownership of a given domain. So domains, uh, believe it or not, can be stolen. And there are so many people who have been had by scams that are out there for domains that are too good to be true. Um, they'll sell you this deal and you feel like, oh man, I got the, the still of a deal. Well, you did. Someone stole it and they sold it to you. And when they sell it to you, they, they make off with your money. They disappear. You're left with a stolen merchandise for then the previous owner, um, who it was stolen from to come after you. And there's not too much that you can do. There have been countless stories on namepros.com dnforum.com where uh, folks were sold, you know, a stolen domain unknowingly and, you know, they just didn't do their research. And so 
You know, I would use tools such as DomainIQ.com and DomainTools.com, you know, to check the ownership history. Is this valid? Uh, you want to check forums, too. You know, if if you think something shady is going on, then likely is the case. It is something shady. And I'd rather you do your due diligence than to invest your hard-earned money only to have it, you know, go up in a puff of smoke because someone sold you a hot domain. So that's number four. Make sure you check the ownership history of a given domain before you purchase. Um, number five is checking previous domain sales. And so oftentimes you can get into bidding wars or, you know, you get into a back and forth negotiation uh, with the buyer or seller. And, you know, the next thing you know, you're you keep upping the ante and not realizing that you you may have well uh it's one thing to overpay but it's another thing to pay an exorbitant um mount for a given domain and so you want to check previous sales you know whether that be through namepros.com dnforum.com and my favorite that I typically use is namebio.com uh, now there are others uh, other tools that are out there like Estabod.com and then even GoDaddy's um, domain appraisal tool, it offers comps. But my favorite to go to is likely namebio.com. Um, easy tool to use uh, as well as, like I said, I mean, you're just able to write there on the spot just to see whether or not that given domain has previous sales uh, or, you know, you can run an advanced search to see if there are comps. So domains that include the same keywords or keyword phrases. And so that's number five, check previous domain name sales. Number six is check the domain development history. And this is one of the things that, you know, this kind of goes, kind of dovetails back to the backlink profile check. Um, so oftentimes I will check whether or not a domain was developed uh, years ago, and if it if it was, and I feel that it was a uh, worthy development, not you know, not a a, a low quality or spam or um, I guess you'd say mini mini site or acro, uh, a mini site or um, an AdSense site, you know, made for AdSense site. But even in some of those cases, some of those are good. But, you know, you you have to really understand how was it used. And so I often use the uh, Web Archives Wayback Machine. So if you go to archive.org forward slash web forward slash, then you can check the development history of a given domain. And so oftentimes you'll hear people say, well, this domain is 17 years old, 18 years old. Um, and while the age is, while that's, that's a good factor, that's not the only factor. Uh, matter of fact, Google will tell you that oftentimes that the age has nothing, um, it, it, is, it isn't critical. It is a factor, yet it is not critical in terms of, you know, search ranking value. I think in this day and time, it's more about what you develop upon that domain name um, and whether or not the content is truly high quality content. And so that being said, you know, before I buy a domain, I typically check the development history. 
Um, and, and even if it doesn't have a development history, all that's even better, you know, because if I choose to develop it, then I know that I'm starting from a fresh from a fresh or a clean slate. That being said, that leads us to number seven, which is uh, checking for search engine and PPC or pay-per-click advertising network banning. And so oftentimes, you know, the the uh, the awesome domain that you'll see in expired auction or up for sale somewhere and you're like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I stumbled upon this, you know, this gem, this diamond of a domain. Oftentimes it's there because, you know, someone tried to do or took some, you know, dubious action uh, to where you know they were they were doing some black hat seo with that domain and it was either you know it's kind of like a turn and burn site um to where they either got it ranked and and then it got ranked and then google penalized it and then you know at worst even de-indexed or banned it uh from uh google or even other search engines then you know you don't want to touch domains like that now that's not to say that they're um bad altogether but i i will say this if you're if you're an amateur or a newbie in terms of search marketing or content marketing then you know you're just not going to have the chops or the experience um to rehabilitate that given domain so that being said uh i i've taken on domains that were you know ppc banned as well as search engine banned and it takes some time and it takes quite a lot of effort to get domains rehabilitated and back into the search ecosystem. Um, not impossible, but it does take time. It does take effort. And you will have to go uh, back and forth primarily with Google uh, to prove that, you know, that that given domain is no longer associated with any uh, black hat um, you know, I guess you'd say behaviors or activities. And so always, always, always check for search engine and PPC network banning before you buy a domain. Um, number eight is checking Google trends. And this is something that I think most people don't necessarily know about, especially, um, if you're not within the domain name industry. And so, you know, if you're about to buy a domain name for your marketing campaign or a product, um, or you're just building a domain name portfolio for a given business, then I would always check, uh, I choose to check Google Google Trends. And uh, to me, it, it's a great tool. And you can go to google.com forward slash trends, type in keywords, and you can see, uh, I think you can see actually keywords that date all the way back. Uh, I want to say somewhere circa two early 2000s. And so that's a neat little tool that I use. And it has what's called an interest uh, gauge and so it's from zero to a hundred and I often I guess you'd say my personal trigger is to see anything above like a 55 in interest over a course or a period of time if it's lower than 55 I typically don't buy that domain but if it's higher than 55 then I typically use it as a factor in terms of whether or not I'll purchase it so check Google Trends great tool to use 
um, in terms of it being a one of many determining factors of you purchasing a domain name. So that being said, last but not least, uh, one of the things that you can actually do that is pretty easy to do, but most people probably don't even realize it in terms of using it as a buying uh, factor for uh, buying a you know an expired domain or third party domain um, or even a hand registered domain is opening up uh, Google or a search engine typing in phrases that are related to that domain and checking to see if paid ads display if paid ads don't display it may not be worth it now I have to put a little caveat on that if you're dealing with a term that is not yet mainstream, then it's likely not going to have ads. So I don't want to, you know, tell you that, hey, just because it doesn't have ads doesn't mean that it doesn't have value. But if it is a phrase that is mainstreamed or should be mainstream, then if it doesn't show ads, to me, that's, I don't think that that domain is worth purchasing. Um, but when and where it shows ads, Oftentimes, what I try to do is if I'm looking at a domain, I type in the phrase into, uh, let's just say Google. There are companies that are in the first three paid ad positions, as well as companies in that bottom uh, three ad positions or, you know, however many ads. And then I check to see whether or not those companies that have paid ads whether they're ranked on the first two pages. If they're not, then that, to me, that's a company that now you could reach out to them and say, hey, I have a domain name that you can likely develop into a microsite, into a landing page, um, or into a content authority website that could then get you uh, ranked maybe uh, within a given you know, six to nine month period. This just depends on how much content and the quality of the content being produced. But I go, you can likely, with what they're paying in pay-per-click or paid ad positioning, you can likely take a fraction of that cost and produce something that's going to, one, lower their paid ad uh, budget because, you know, this new domain developed will then hopefully uh, start ranking within the top, you know, one to two pages and, like I said, it's it's one of those things as their PPC ad budget goes down, hopefully the rankings of this site goes up, um, you know, with the production of high quality content. So that being said, that's just one of the little tricks that I use is, you know, checking search engine for paid ad um, placement. And, you know, if it has paid ad placement, then I, again, that's a, yet another factor you know, that I say, hey, this may be very well a domain that's worth investing in in terms of development or even flipping or even just long term hold. Um, so that as a recap, you know, number one, make sure you have a plan and the plan with in customer in mind. Number two is to create and find network uh, buyers before bidding or buying a domain number three is to check the backlink profile for domains using uh, you know ahrefs.com, semrush, or moz.com. Um, number four is to check domain name ownership history. Number five is to check previous domain 
sales. Number uh, six is to check domain development history. And number seven is to check for search engine and PPC network banning. Number eight, make sure you use Google Trends to check out whether or not that given domain is trending. And number nine is to check search engine for paid ad placement. And so if you do all of those things for each and every domain that you spot or you feel is a good investment, if you do all of those things um, and, and, and you know run the necessary checks, then number one, you won't be flying blind. And two, you will increase the opportunity that what you're investing in is an actual lucrative investment. And so, you know, I liken it very much to, you know, people say, hey, playing domain names is like gambling or even um, like a lot of scratch, scratch off ticket. And, you know, to a certain extent, I, what I tell most people, I'm saying, if you are and you don't have any of these checks in place, then you are gambling. But if you're lowering the risk because you're going through doing your due diligence, uh, then basically by limiting and lowering your risk, you are actually increasing the opportunity that you are investing into a lucrative investment. And with that, we're out of time. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Podbean. Last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the weekly newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.